Good morning, Faith Community Church. I'm Clint here with John chapter 5 in our study through the New Testament. Um, I'm really excited about this chapter because we just taught this lesson to the Sunday school kids. Um, So the first part of this chapter here is Jesus healing a lame man next to the pool of Bethesda. And so the lame man uh, believes that he uh, can be healed if he's one of the first ones into the pool um, during this time. And uh, and so he's talking to Jesus, doesn't know who he is, but he's saying, like, no one will help me get into this pool to get healed. And so what does Jesus do? It's a Sabbath day. Jesus tells him to pick up his mat and walk. So the lame man has strengthened his legs, gets up and walks, okay? So the Pharisees find out about this, and they start persecuting Jesus because it's a Sabbath day. He's doing he's doing something on the Sabbath day that they think you shouldn't be doing, um, uh, including, I guess, healing is on there as well. Uh, <laughs> but they're really upset about this, and this entire chapter has to do with the question of Mosaic law and how Jesus came to fulfill this law, but the Pharisees, they, they aren't getting it. They're kind of stuck. So in verses 16 through 30, Jesus kind of gives his own um, testimony, uh, his resume, if you will, right? So Jesus gives testimony about himself um, and talks about uh, the Father being witness and, and who, like, who he is, what he came to do. And the Pharisees are, they're still stuck. They're not really getting it. And so uh, starting in verse 31, at the end of the chapter, Jesus gives others who testify about him, but he indicates here that the first the first um, witness that he gives to testify about him, he talks about uh, light, uh, talks about um, uh, lighting the dark, lighting up the darkness, and I think he's talking here about the Father because God, the Father, is the only witness who is important to Jesus, to be testifying about him. And so all the works that God has done um, and all the works that God is throwing, doing through Jesus is, uh, is should be testimony enough. But he gives a couple others here as well. Um, he talks about... Um, he talks about the Father. He talks about John the Baptist, who came before him too, because the Pharisees would consider a human testimony to be important. So I consider this to be gracious here from Jesus, giving them a human testimony here. Uh, he gives them uh, Moses, what Moses wrote about in the Old Testament. And he kind of expounds on that a little bit. Uh, and he actually ends the chapter with a reference to Moses here. But I mean, what are things that Moses wrote about Jesus that testified about testified, testified about his coming? Um, I mean, for instance, one of the, some of the bigger ones, you have the, the Passover lamb in uh, the plagues, so the last plague there, and uh, people would, they slaughter the lamb, put the blood of the lamb on their door, and that that is the foreshadowing of Jesus, where, um, you know, you claim the blood of Christ, you are saved, uh, the Passover lamb. You've got in Deuteronomy, um, Moses talks about uh, God raising up a prophet like me, and he's referencing, referencing Jesus there. He talks about... Um, I, back in the, even in Genesis, the first passage really that talks about uh, Jesus is um, that he will crush the serpent's head. He's talking about Jesus there and him coming. So there's um, there's a plethora of other verses and references that Moses uh, in the Pentateuch writes about Jesus' coming. And so the Pharisees, they're really, really well-versed in the Old Testament scripture. That's kind of their job. Um, they're really proud of this. They, they kind of live by this. Um, so... 
Jesus gives them scripture. He gives them a scripture as one of the uh, testifiers about him as well. Um, I want to read for you real quick. This is a passage from Hebrews, uh, verse 10, chapter 1. It says this, Since the law has only a shadow of the good things to come, and not the reality itself of those things, it can never perfect the worshipers by the same sacrifices they continually offer year after year. And so in Hebrews there, it's talking kind of about what's happening in this chapter, John chapter 5. It says, since the law has only a shadow of good things to come. So what that's talking about here is this is just foreshadowing. This is a small picture of the things that are to come and not the reality of those things itself. This isn't really what's happening here. This is um, like, this isn't the end all. This is the passageway to get there. This is the... Um, this is the announcement. This is the what's what's giving uh, the foreshadowing, the the future telling of what is to come, and that's Jesus here who came. And so Jesus walks them through uh, some of these things in this chapter. And so the problem here is that those the Pharisees they see only these temporary things as as an end. They see them as a finality and not the foreshadowing of Jesus's coming. Uh, they were stuck in their ways. They were proud um, of their knowledge and really. Uh, they were not. They weren't willing to accept Jesus as the Son, and so when Jesus came and He's challenging their traditions, He's challenging their views of finality in these temporary things uh, in the law. They, um, it's hard because they, they've lived by this. They don't quite understand that. That's that was just that was just a setup. That was the opening act for Jesus coming, and they didn't see the connection there. And so at the end, Jesus says that if you won't believe what Moses wrote about me, then how will you believe what I say? And so um, it's challenging the Pharisees' entire thought process, um, how, they've, how they've cut themselves short from the truth. It's kind of like a, like a firework. Uh, you know, you hear the whistle go off, you see the lift off, you see the little, the little orange from the fuse there, but it's like they miss the explosion. They don't understand that the explosion that came from that firework was from that whistle and takeoff. You know what I mean? Um, when it was, when you look at the Old Testament and you understand what it's saying and the foreshadowing of it and the and the prediction of Christ's coming and all of the prophecies that Jesus fulfilled, it should be obvious. I mean, to us here, since we have the New Testament, it should be obvious here that that firework explosion came from that whistle and takeoff here. So they they're stuck at that. And then the explosion happens, and it didn't happen how they wanted it to happen. It didn't happen how they thought it would happen, right? Um, it, Jesus wasn't the man they thought he was, obviously, or they would have believed him. So um, Jesus will come again. Play, pay close attention to Scripture. Be diligent in prayer. Um, uh, don't don't believe just what you want to believe in God's word. You have to believe all of it. God's word is inerrant. It's perfect. It's whole. Don't let yourself be stuck like the Pharisees and only believing um, uh, in these traditions as an end. I mean, Christ is going to come again, so we need to be looking for that happening, and we shouldn't be surprised. We shouldn't be stuck when that happens. Okay, so uh, really, this is what we're teaching our kids in Sunday school. We just taught this lesson not too long ago, um, but we have a huge timeline board from Genesis to Revelation and the whole um, series of lessons in between them. And we, we're teaching the kids to look at the picture as a whole, that the Bible itself is a story about God, and we are only in it as stand-ins. We're created here, we're, we're plugged in, we're worshipers of God. It shows how God is, um, is redeeming uh, us, 
and and we're teaching the kids how Jesus is seen throughout all of Scripture, not just the New Testament when he's he, when he's there, when he's born, when he comes as a man, but um, how he was really interwoven into the entire Old Testament and how it works there. So, um, I mean, do you know the gospel? If somebody were to come up and ask you um, if you could lay out the essentials of the gospel and how God set it up from Genesis, Christ's coming and then dying and shedding his blood for us so that we can claim it um, and that he's imbuing his righteousness on us, can you lay out the gospel for someone? Okay, um, that's John chapter 5. We will see you next time with John chapter 6.